many Chinese. It has to be especially in Shanghai because when I do ask people from, they just don't have an opinion on it, whether it's good or bad. Just like oh, when I ask somebody, you know, don't you think it's a little draconian what they're doing in Shanghai? And she says, "We tried the Western way. Now we're going to try our way." And it's just that's it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. They keep thinking it in terms of a binary of America versus China. But I guess that's just. Hold on. When did you ask that person? When did you ask that person? Because my point, that was my point I was making in just now. Three days ago. Was that? But yeah, go ahead. uh, Yeah, go ahead. We're we're on the culture shock. Yeah. Really? Well, I am surprised that that person told because everybody with. Everybody I met thinks that this is ridiculous, including Chinese people. Well, there was a video, so very a video yeah. circulating that did, did you did you see the video of like people howling? They had a video at night in Shanghai. I think people were screaming. They were depressed. They wanted a a, a cathartic yeah. Yeah. emotional release. I've seen crazy videos. See, the thing is, there's so many things that are happening right now. People are dying. There are people starving. Right. That they're there are people who are right. dying. In time. Um, about four days ago or so, a lady, some a Chinese person that lives in my building, we are chatting. Um, and he's... A lady, a pregnant lady died because she couldn't get to the hospital. Because it's not like you can just leave your building whenever and get to, If you want to get to the hospital, and they have to, like, set it up. So, like, it takes way longer than This lady died because she couldn't get to the hospital in time to deliver her baby. Um, let, me, let me ask this. I, one, let me try to put there, people... One second. Let, let me try to put people in a, like a first person perspective. Just go real quick with this. Um, you you said that they don't get told ahead of time if and when their building is going to be shut down. They do it last minute in order to prevent you from going out and panic buying. So I think what the Chinese have is they have that healthcare right, so system, the health well, code, right? Green if you're healthy. Right. But how yeah. do they, how do they, what does the notification look like? How does it get broadcast to them? Like, so I'm, I'm outside, I'm walking around, everything's good. What does it say? Like in two hours, please go back to where you live. You're going to be locked down. Am I getting a message like that? Like I'm walking around in the park or I'm at the gym. Is no. that what my message does? It pops up on my no. phone and it says, please return. How does it get broadcast? What is the daily no. life, the POV that I'm seeing point of view? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you how. Um, it's really stupid. It comes <laughs> the efficiency and the diligence of community leaders. Okay, because in Shanghai, the way it works is there are districts. We already heard what the districts look like, like boroughs in New York. But then, right beyond that, each district is made up of different. Community is basically like a neighborhood. Think of like an uh, apartment complex, like in America. 
Zeppelin is an apartment complex, right? Right. Um, so here's this, it's the same way. Building, but that building, one of buildings in a That community has leaders that are in charge of that community, okay? And that, by the way, that leadership, that body that exists, these communities, it's back to, like, now times, okay, to, like, cultural. And these community leaders were the ones who were in charge of fishing Right, out. they were called, okay. Cadres, right? That's the word? Certain cadres, yeah, and they so, would get messages down. Right. Exactly. Right. Still here. That's most Chinese never have to deal with this. That's the thing. So and that's part of the talk I was saying is because they didn't understand. In place that system is still in place and it's being flexed now. So the government is carrying out all through the so that they can get to every single person because those elite connections in the government. Um, and so they will they will by what the government says. Well, the first my building twice before the citywide lockdowns. Before that, when it was just if you know, it was just your community. Your community leaders were supposed to tell you, okay, and how would they tell you? Literally, they have a number because if you live building that somewhere in the contract that local. Police department has it uh, that you have to register for when you move. The building, right? Uh, talk to all of the landlords of and get everybody's uh, all numbers. Your phone number, and they will call you directly and tell you that. However, the funny thing is that the first, and this is not a unique story, other people within my, just within my circle, the my building got locked down. It was like where I, found out I was going to my building. I was going up the elevator. So my friend talked. The lady who's in the elevator is like, she turns around. She turns around. It's like, you know, our building's going to go on lockdown for 48 hours. And I was like, no. Um, on a paper, they put it out in front of the building, but it was. And you say you probably didn't think anything of it, right? I was like, yeah, no, I, I didn't see anything. She's like, sometimes. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just coming back from getting, um, I go out and do some last. Oh. So, well, thank you for me. That, yeah, our building was scheduled to go lock down that night. So I had a convenience job. The second time we got on the 48-hour corner, was the, the way it was the community leader called me directly and told me. right two and a half hours yeah. two and a half hours at midnight 48 hours uh, no <laughs> by this 7 plus 7 so he told me your building our building is going to be on a 7 day lockdown now, 
right now before you talk about being prepared like uh, for for people who never lived in china like you you have like a guard right you know like uh in new york you have like a doorman or you have somebody that can call you like a little lobby area right you have guards bow on are they the ones that keep you if you tried to walk out during a lockdown you go down to the first floor you go to that lobby there are guards there correct that work for the building And would they well, prevent you the, from not leaving? Like the part, they're not. Yeah, they will prevent. Okay. Absolutely, they'll. Start yelling you at you. Can, now you. And, uh, you know, yeah. They'll like go towards you, and then they'll try to like. They try to attack you. If they do, if something they don't want to do that, the police. You gotta come back eventually. Get you right. So when your building's locked down, can you? go outside into the parking lot area or they don't even want you on outside property. Are you allowed to go on the buildings outside property? No, not in my community. I've had as of when I say recently, as in the last few days, they've been able to start their community. For me, oh, I cannot even leave the building. Yeah. I can just Okay. Yeah, I'm just lucky enough that I can go to the access to the rooftop, which a lot of other people cannot. Like some buildings don't have access to the rooftop. I can go to the there. Wow. I just walk around in circles like like a man. Yeah, I, I yeah, my last apartment, I think I was on I know it was twenty eight floors, but I was on I forget the floor, floor eight or nine, and it had access to a roof. So if, I just got lucky with that. Lucky I didn't have to use the roof yeah. for what you had well, to, but if it ever happened, I'm like, wow, I got a roof, roof area. So, I was say, you didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> so, um, it, it is sadly. So you get these messages. Uh, you have last minute shopping, right? Because I was talking to some people in Shanghai. Some of them are lucky to have food, right? So, so now people are dying Do, now. Now. This is what's interesting, how they try to keep, how China, the CCP, tries to keep everything in-house. They don't want, you know, they have Xinhua news, right? That's basically propaganda news. How does the government, the country, expect to get out of this without any battle scars? Because now you have, you probably have a lot of Chinese waking up. Whether they can do anything about it, whether they can broadcast it on WeChat, because I know the WeChat censorship is immense. Remember even the story of when coronavirus first came out, there was that doctor, I forget his name. He was in his early 20s. He was trying to tell people about uh, coronavirus and they shut his account down and they maybe Jeffrey Epstein him. Who knows, right? But 25 million people, this has to be bigger than you know what in the 80s, at least in their minds. Also, think about this too, the stress, like what you were talking about, how I, I wasn't worried about the virus since uh, April 2020. That's when I got over it. I was finally diagnosed with the virus in February 2021. But I even think a lot of Americans, too, have woken up like, wow, the government has the power to, if you allow them here, shut you down, create all these draconian rules. Is China waking up to this fact like, let's say coronavirus magically goes away or the government says we can't achieve zero COVID, go back to your lives. How do you say, oh, well, thank God that's over? Because now you know, like, these people, 
this system can implement these rules anytime they want for anything in the future. I'm, I'm missing your. That, going back to the culture, going back to the culture shock, have any of them discussed the screaming, you know, people dying because they can't go to the hospital? Are any of them realizing this, this worry that this, the, these rules that can happen anytime or anything? Are they, are they, are they, are they, are they realizing they're, yeah, I mentioned like as this. they, they're, they're not safe as they once were, like, oh, the security blanket, the government. That's not a blanket. There's blades, you know, on the other side of this, this quilt, like, whatever metaphor you can what, use. What it's like, okay? It's, right. Let, let, me, let me explain it this way, okay? I'll use, like, um, analogy. All right, let's say you're, you're dating somebody. They're awesome. awesome. You love it. You right. think, you know, ah, little things here and there. Nothing to worry about, though. No major red flags. You move in with them. And then you finally move in with them, right? You sign, you, you get married, you sign the paper, finally live with them. Oh, oh shit! They're actually a in a, a, a possessive. Not only that, but they're willing to go to any length, including violence, to subjugate you and to keep right. you, uh, you know, under their control. And and they're narcissists. It's never their fault. It's always you. That's happened. All right. So, like here, the way. Much, let's say, under their fifties or under their forties. All right. Like they've been very successful in their careers, or they're young people in university, or just got out of university. They've traveled. They've been, you know, never had to deal with any direct confrontation with. From. in any other part of the world would have to do. Everything that they hear, they can. Oh, that's just foreign media trying to make us. Blah, 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 you know, no place is perfect. Any things here, great. The government cares about us. They have this like romantic. They have this. Romantic, and now, now, only and and let me be clear. It's mainly from what I know. Okay, from what I know, only the people in Shanghai. Because, like I said, nobody cares. Nobody thinks it's a problem until. Them. Even in Shanghai, nobody thought it was a problem until thing. That's when it became a problem. And when they saw how the, the lie about it, April first, April fifth was going to be the entire western part of Shanghai. I think uh, the the right. eastern part was going to be from like April uh, from March, like um, um, April first, and then the west part April first, April fifth. Then as we got on. Actually, the east side of Shanghai is not going to be off Longtown anytime soon. They got extended 14 more days. Then everybody in Western Shanghai was like, oh, shit. Too late. You swallowed the pill. There's no going back. And you know, going you back. The papers. Yeah. Move in with them. You're married. Now it's right. too late. Now you're fucked. So that's kind of what it is. And right. Because when I talk to people in Iwu, uh, and for people that don't know Iwu, Iwu is... Say it's about a two and a half hour Gautia high train ride from Shanghai to to Iwu. So they and I ask them, they go, "Yeah, that's just the policy they're using in Shanghai." I'm all paranoid, thinking, "Aren't you afraid it's going to happen to you?" They, there is no hypothetical that they will entertain 
And I, because I think that they believe it's not going to be that bad. Oh, we'll just lock down because we have to get rid of the virus. We, we tried your freedom way, whatever that means. And now we're going to try this way. And like you said, now you're in that relationship. You're like, oh, my God, which is a really good analogy. My point is Shanghai and the government lets up. You break up with this and divorce this person. They're gone out of your life. How do you get that splinter out of your mind? for the next relationship, I would be scarred for life. Thinking like, how do I know the next one? How well, the people get back. How, how do you get back to normal? The how people, do you invest? How do you start a business? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Here, here's, if you can get out, if you can leave, if you're a foreigner or if you're a more educated Chinese person, you're more geographically mobile. You can, you can go to other. Right. China, then you will do that. Actually, I've heard a lot of people who have already, for, already left or they've declared they're when, when this is all over. And also a lot of Chinese have said the same thing. Um, and these people within my... But that's, that's the thing worth mentioning. To anybody listening to this, saying this the anecdotes, that's all you really can because they would say these things on social media. not able to. And, and if these people not. People do sometimes, but then these posts right. will literally be taken down. Like there's a video that I got I received about a week ago of, of one of these people in a hazmat suit. The owner was tested positive for a central quarantine facility. I saw that. Too. The pet with the yep. shovel in the street. Oh, in the street? I saw one in the apartment. Yeah, for, for those listening, see, right? Have- China is Chinese people are there are three we can only go off of anecdotes here. right right and, and and the reason you can only go with anecdotes it's it's three things I believe it's either one your your basic Chinese person friend coworker, colleague doesn't matter probably does not know that's one two they probably do know and they don't want to tell you or can't tell you because you're a foreigner they can't trust you and three, oh, and that's their—that's probably their personal thought. And derivative of two, which is like they can't tell you and they don't want to tell you, is the government or some feeling they have about censorship and disappearing, they don't want to tell you. So to clarify it, they probably don't know, they can't tell you, and they, and they don't want to tell you. So those three things you have to keep in mind when you hear something. Who knows if they're playing dumb? Or they have to play dumb, or they don't want to. They don't want to play smart because you're a foreigner. You're living in a communist place that wants to control all the information, or maybe you just generally don't know and it's ignorance. It could be any one of those three. Right. Absolutely. And and you were saying the thing. And I would apply that right. uh, I would apply that. um, Right. You could you could apply that to friends, colleagues, and workers. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Right. You won't even know somebody really thinks. There's been times where recently where I'm meeting people like people within my building, like on the rooftop, just chatting with me. And they start like it's like suddenly it just over their emotions just overflow. It just um, they burst out of the bottle with all these emotions. And it's so bizarre for. 
of a response from someone normal times? If it was normal times, like before this whole thing that's happening, if it was during normal times, I would think that this is sketch. This is weird. I'm not going to engage. They might be spies. They're probably wanting me to say something bad to agree with them. Further to escalate the conversation, next thing I know, come knocking. Right. Right, who knows? Right. During the times we're in, that I'm willing to think that they're actually being honest with their complaints that they're, that they're expressing, you know? Right. Because that's how it is here. You really can never tell. You know, you have to be very careful. Right. So when I, and, but what's interesting is I'll talk to, I talked to one foreigner that I met the first year and she just doesn't want to discuss it. Now it's interesting. Sometimes the CCP mentality can get into a foreigner. She probably doesn't want me discussing this over WeChat. For those of you that don't know WeChat, it's a communications platform that has consolidated almost every function you can do on a smartphone, pay bills, transfer money to someone, buy tickets, show a passport, show a pass when you want to get into a, a gym or a, a venue, a mall, or transportation. It is monitored, heavily monitored. And you, for foreigners, you need a passport, I believe, to access it. Maybe, maybe that's Alipay. But this WeChat app, obviously... If you're a foreigner living in China, you don't want too many things being discussed or broadcast on your moments or found in a chat between you and somebody else. But still, there are other ways that foreigners can communicate. They can get a VPN and send me an email or, or find a way to circumvent uh, Chinese eyes. But still, they just like, like nothing's happening. Like that's just what's happening in Shanghai. It's unbelievable what is happening in Shanghai. Like you said, there's people suicidal, killing themselves. They can't do elective surgeries or necessary surgeries or, you know, as you said, pregnant women dying. So it's just amazing uh, what is happening in Shanghai and how there is a, there's either a true blind eye, like they don't know, there's an ignorant veil, or maybe some don't care or they think it is benevolent. You got to remember, some people still believe that the Chinese government is doing everything positive and you're not going to get any negative news. It's like we said, it could be ignorance of what's happening in Shanghai. To uh, I would Chinese definitely be other for areas. Chinese like in right. others, yeah, because I remember seeing this, this post, like somebody was saying on, on, on Weibo, Weibo is like the Chinese Twitter. They were saying the only, the only in Shanghai right now is the lack of party spirit. Right. Oh, and for those who don't know, party is not, party is not uh, having a good time. That's the Chinese Communist Party, right? That party spirit. Right. 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 So, like I said, it doesn't matter to the rest to the country. They still have that benevolent attitude towards the government because to them, it's not going to matter until it's, their wife just died because she couldn't get to the hospital because of this protocol situation. Or who um, is stuck in her house and she's 80 years old. Oh, now she's nobody can go visit her. Nothing for 14 days. It's their child that goes from them uh, to a centralized quarantine facility. With a bunch of other children. And, uh, you know, because they can't go together as a family, they're just going to take the child and you can't do anything about it. 
dog or cat that got killed on the street, dragged out to the facility, or it's they that have to eat nothing noodles for like a week until they buy some graceful, you know, gesture of somebody or they, you know, one of the few people to be able to get an order from from some local, you know, delivery that day. Um, you know, they were that that was able to order and get their groceries for that day. Um, supply chains right now, are so uh, there's a lot of delay. Volume of the supply. You know, it won't matter until it happens to them directly. Then right. the absurdity. You know. No, and, and the amazing thing to me is I don't, I don't, I don't understand how you come out of this. Maybe, maybe they do. Maybe they just say, "What can we do? We can't leave." The government went a little crazy. I look at it in my own country. Like we'll take extreme examples, right? We'll take New York and California, which still have some of the most intense COVID restrictions. And by that I mean just compared to the most alleviated COVID restrictions in America. Okay. So if we're just using that metric, like tell me which States are the worst for COVID. You can go to Illinois, California, and New York. The rules are not as bad as they were during the peak times of, of COVID, but that's where you would find the most uh, extreme versions of it. Maybe it's that, you know, there's, I know there's a lot of people leaving New York, but you know, there are plenty of New Yorkers and I went there in September of 2021, there's people still wearing masks outside, in their cars, all alone, some at the gym. Maybe they just feel like, okay, we went crazy a little bit. And now it's time to get back to normal. I mean, I would understand if you can't leave Shanghai and they get rid of these COVID zero protocols, you just have to say like, oh, like that's it. Like you just got to live with this miasma of stress that this could happen again. But I, but like you said, I don't know how you go back to pre-COVID, especially with Chinese people realizing what their understanding of their government was prior to this. I'm fascinated by that culture shock. Me, but my, yeah. my, uh, my prediction that most people to them it's only thinking they have pets and they saw some videos getting killed and they're afraid that that's going to I think it's going to be short lived for the vast majority of, of the Chinese here and I'll tell you why I'm super messed up but I don't give a damn um, right. they don't think critically and, and they're un uneducated they're, they're poorly informed or uh, you know just so for them, as soon and they see life goes back to normal, as long as they want somebody that lost their mother or pet or child you know, to, to this madness, as long as that didn't happen to them, this person in Shanghai is not going to remember this a few months down the line. Right. As long as it doesn't happen again, if it happens again, then more. But as long as it doesn't happen again, then they won't care. More. And they'll be like, uh, yeah. and then if you're still the one, if you're that one guy who still talks about it, you know, three months, like, 
even talking about that, you know? And that's done past. You know, we're all, look, we're fine. Things are back to normal now, right? Right. They're so shallow. Understand. Again, fundamentally, it's messed up. Because, man, the cultural revolution was by. Like this happened up until now, and, and even then, the older, right. older generations live here, and they're still fine, and they're patriotic. Are were they unaware of what was happening during those times? No, but you know, they lived on, and society is just so when this is all done, right? And they go back to their regular lives, right? I mean. Right, and you know, making sure their kids kids can get into to good schools. That's it. So as long as that can go back, we we'll fine. Now, if you were one of those, right? That the scar for is not able to. As, along with the people who are also very educated and already were aware of actually happening, and it happened. Yeah, those two groups of people, though, I think, will not forget this, and they will do something about it. But doing something about it is not actually kind of trying to, uh, you know, uh, organize some kind of a, a movement here. That's not what they're going to do. They're just going to try to make find a way to leave. That's here, here's here's an interesting Be- thing. Fortunately, yeah, one think it's a Yeah, well, I was gonna say that the um, reason why I think quick, the most I don't even think it has... leave. Wait, wait. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So I think it's not even about them being uh, uneducated. It could also be you're formulated in an ideology. I was working with this one uh, one of my colleagues back in 2019, January 2019. His wife is from Russia, and he went to go visit her country with her, and they still revere Stalin. And he would whisper to her, like, don't you know what he did? And I forget what his answer was, but they're kind of like, yeah, well, it's the same idea of them with Mao. You know, you could still buy portraits of Mao. All the money has Mao on it. So some people can have not even like like almost like a willing ignorance. I wouldn't even so I'm not even not even uneducated. It's just like you have an ideology or you have a certain way of thinking that can blind you from what's going to happen. My thing is, I think that when I bring up these issues of, you know, draconian measures by government, they look at me like it didn't happen to you. So why are you worried about it? But it's like, what what about the what if there's a potentiality in the air that just got to an extreme degree? That just because it didn't happen to me, just because I didn't get into a car accident, lost my leg, I don't look at my fucking legs and say, oh, I don't, you know, whatever, I'm going to, you know, put the blindfold on and see how far I can go down the highway. But they look at it like it didn't happen to you. What are you worried about? And another thing that's amazing to me, too, is this person that I talked to in Ewu, her dad does revere the American form of government. In the sense of I, maybe maybe he knows a little bit about the Bill of Rights or he does like the idea of a Second Amendment, but he's still there. And, you know, she he, he probably knows and sees what's going on. Can he say or do anything about it? No, they don't have enough money. So you're right. You just kind of keep your head down. You know what's going on. 
But holy shit, you know, think about the mental scars. Even if nothing actually tangible happened to you, something happened. You're living in a fucking world that is much more dangerous than it was prior. 